From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 204. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by the wonderful Mr. Brad Dowdy. What's up, Mr. Hurley? Nothing much, my friend. I'm excited about the show today. We've got a lot going on, and we have a special guest with us as well. Uh, I would like to welcome first-time Pen Addict guest and host of Top 4 on Relay FM, Tiffany Ament. Hi, Tiff. Hi, pen friends. Hey, pen buddy. Hey, t- <laughs> Long time no talk. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we uh, like like you're in this little realm now, and you've been to the Atlanta Pen Show. And we're going to talk about all this stuff later, but it's so cool to have you on. I appreciate it. Thanks. I'm really, really excited to be here because Brad. I feel like I hear you talk every day. You know, well, <laughs> most days, and <laughs> now we finally get to chit chat again. It's really great. I know. I know. It's awesome. But nothing can stop the pure mountain of follow up that we have today. <laughs> So we should probably get cracking. Yeah, before you get into it, this is one of the first times we've actually removed stuff from the dock. Yep. Like, it it, it got to be that big, and uh, we'll just hold it till next week. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. So uh, I, I really want to hear the the follow-up of, of this conversation you had about your, your Nakaya talk from last week. Yeah, so you may have missed this, um, but w- before the show last week, I started looking at uh, Nakaya's um, online because of Tiff. It's actually why Tiff is here uh, <laughs> because it was her fault because she was posting images of beautiful ones over uh, the weekend prior. Oh, it's so, all like, my fault. Yeah, it was all your fault. Um, and then we actually released it as a Relay FM B side. We we don't do these very often, but like if there's something fun that's happened outside of a show recording, we'll put them in there. Um, and I put a link in our show notes again if you want to go and listen to that. And basically, it was just me finding out that there was a Nakaya distributor in the in Europe, and I was very excited about this. Uh, and what happened after the show was exactly what I expected to happen. Uh, Thomas <laughs> Hall blew up my DMs, uh, telling me not to do anything. Um, because he said, and he makes a good point, that it would probably end up with me being cheaper to import one of these than to actually buy it in Europe which is a very good point. But like my mm-hmm. whole thing was just like the concern of the long travel in shipment and stuff like that. Um, and also, as Thomas pointed out to me, to not rush into this uh, because this is a big purchase decision. So he's doing me a solid, as he always does. And when mm-hmm. I'm in San Francisco, he's going to be mailing me one of his Nakayas for me okay. to try out a little bit. So I, he wants me to make sure that I know that the size is right for me and stuff because there are, what are they called? Like they're... Um, the, so the one that you like is the piccolo size, which is yep. the smallest. Yeah, so, and there's also a longer one as well, right? Oh, there's a long piccolo, but those yeah. are only from a, a shop called Aesthetic Bay. Um, they, I think they are the only long piccolo mm-hmm. dealers. I think that's just for them. Um, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah. And so this is also one of those things where he's like, if you like this, we need to hook you up with aesthetic bay. Aesthetic bay. Cause oh, they're based okay. in Singapore, right? Yeah. Okay. So cool. I didn't know that that was the, where the, you were having this conversation. So yes, perfect. So this is a whole big thing. So I'm not close to buying an Akaya yet. Uh, because, but now I'm, I'm, I think I'm starting the journey now because I'm going to be more serious about it when, when Thomas sends me it. So he wants me to get a good feeling for the size and the weight before I make any decisions. So Tiff, you haven't bought one yet, have you? No, I I didn't do it yet. <laughs> I'm laughing because 
I'm laughing because Tiff might actually beat you to the punch. Maybe, actually, because I think I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it nice Well, and I'm slow impatient. Now. I have like this horrible fear that just like Mike said last week on the beat side, like you feel like it's going to go away. Now that you decided mm-hmm. what you want, you're like, that's it. It's going to like all of a sudden disappear. And this is something that Thomas said to me. He's like, they do make them. Like, <laughs> and I was like, that is a good point. Like, I'm thinking of them like they're like in a vintage. No, they just make them. They're in production. So as long as you pick one that isn't like a one-off, then you know you're good to go. Like, they're gonna keep making them, and it's I guess it's just about taking time because they are more expensive than other pens, and they are quite particular, I guess. So you know, I'm I'm interested to see what it's how I'm gonna end up rolling with this one, but. I definitely am going to be buying one. I mean, I know exactly which one I want. Like, exactly. Which like, one everything. Is it? I know everything about it. The feathered one. Yeah. 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 I put a link in there. Uh, yeah. I know exactly what I want. <laughs> I'm ready. It's just, uh, I'm telling you, the sooner you buy it, the more time you have it. And so then the less expensive <laughs> it is over time. Yeah. Right? This was oh, a conversation God. that me and mm-hmm. you were having, right? Yeah, yeah like you, it makes you sense. end up. It, I kind of get it. So, like the idea, if you buy it now, over the days of your life, it costs less because you just right. average it out. Oh, that's exactly. totally something I, I believe in, or at least uh, make that excuse for myself. Yeah, I can get on board with that. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, about like some of these. So the the Nakaya that you're looking at, Tiff, the feathers one is seven hundred and fifty dollars, and this is the thing. Like that's not. It's very expensive, but for really great pens. That's not crazy. Like, and because and, you can get crazy real fast of these, like into the thousands. But I, I mean, this is the the price range that I'm going to go for my first one because it's very expensive and I'll need to save for it. But I'm not going to bankrupt myself buying it. Like, you can do quite easily on these. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like you look at some of them, the twenty four thousand dollar ones. You know, like, <laughs> you, you can go really high. Brad's probably yeah. got his eye on those. So you're like, oh, 750 that's no problem <laughs> compared to $24,000. But steal. I think what I need to do is I think uh, Thomas is sending you a couple of his. I need to send a couple of mine to Tiff. I think that's the plan. There you go. Everyone's got to get hooked up. Yep. <laughs> uh, Brad, you mentioned the field, a field note stamp that you received but couldn't remember the name. And then you posted it on Instagram. So I'm going to put a picture of that in the show notes. And it is the field notes guest pass was what it, yes. what it was called. Yeah. So they got like they got one of those stamps made um, for when visitors come. And we were talking about it last week. And I just couldn't – I was just blanking on what, what it was called. But uh, it's cool. They um, rotate the date around to the current date, date of visit. And then you, it has a little tour guide uh, spot for the signature, which uh, BB stands for Mr. Brian Bedell. So, yeah, that was that. That was the uh, – the failure on my part last week to remember. I love that the stamp is set in Futura. <laughs> how could it not be? And how could I not get it on the Chicago flag edition? Yeah, very is, smart. Very yeah. smart. I was. I like that choice. Yeah, so you have the choice of any of your books or any books you pick up there or whatever. I was like, well, I mean, y'all just came out with the Chicago flag edition. That's obviously really important to you guys. You're located right in the heart of Chicago. It's kind of a no-brainer. Easy choice there. The only other one would be Butcher, one of the Butchers. Yeah, and I didn't bring any with me. I think they'll um, punch you in the face, right? Like, if you <laughs> got one of those out, like one of the originals. Just, like, just go around it. the counter. <laughs> yeah, just go around the counter. Here, take this one. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, did we talk about last week, um, the, the stuff that I saw in Chicago? Um, 
at the at the pin show the the vanishing point is that why this next link is in the uh in the show notes here no i have no idea what you're talking about okay so you put in a link to the show notes about a pilot capitalist vanishing point original 1960s that's up on ebay right now i saw this pin at the chicago pin show and i almost bought it it was like a consideration for me to buy because it was there it was in my hand I got to look at it, see it. I don't think it's not this exact one. Uh-huh. Uh, but by this so this vendor. is the original design, right? I, I, I don't think it's the very. It's not the very first design okay. because they were their first designs were much simpler. They didn't have this level of detail with the black stripe patterns and things like that. This is the coolest looking one. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most popular vintage one, just because of its style. Um. The one I saw was in pristine condition, didn't have a box and paperwork. Like this one has the box and everything with it, which is kind of crazy. So the one I saw in Chicago, I I very much considered it. And when I decided not to buy it, um, I texted Mike Dudek. (laughs) I said, hey, Mike, (laughs) Um, they have something here you might be interested in. And I shot him him over uh, a text and... uh, they were asking uh, $650 for it, which I thought was a fair price. Um, wow. Now looking, at, now looking at this price, it's definitely a fair price. Um, so this one on eBay that we'll link in the show notes is $1,100. Um, what do you think about this pen? And, and could you could you go 650 on this pen? I just couldn't feel like it was, no matter the cost, I felt like if I paid it, I couldn't like use the pen. Like I won't buy a pen unless I'm going to use it. I would have a trouble using this pen. So that was yeah. my hesitation. Um, not the money as much as the money plus the not using it. And I couldn't see myself using it very much. If I was a big fan, you know, of the Vanishing Point, like a real big fan, mm-hmm. like I had a bunch of them, um, I would go 650 I think. 650 yeah. is like, it's expensive, but for like a, a really good vintage pen, like I can see going right. to that level. Uh, but 1100 yeah i'm not so sure anymore yeah tiff have you ever used a vanishing point i did at the pen show okay what did you what do you think about them from so from from your perspective just to for anyone who doesn't know you or isn't isn't familiar with you or didn't get to meet you in atlanta you're pretty new to this whole fountain pen thing right you're you've always used pens and paper and we're going to get into all this but from a fountain pen perspective you're pretty new actually not as new as you think like cool not yeah, so <laughs> it's not as new as as you would think, but um, but new to all the modern fountain pens and everything. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think about the vanishing point just as a pen? Like, I'm a fan. I use it. Mike, not so much. So, what is your what is your take? I think it's really cool, and it's definitely one that I would want in my collection because it's such a unique, cool design. And when Mike was showing them to me, and we were looking at them at the pen show, that I understand why Mike doesn't want. It because you're left-handed and you can't hold it mm-hmm. the way you want to, right? So, mm-hmm. but I kind of fell in love with one of them, and uh, yeah, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're kind of pretty cool. With. They're kind of pretty cool. They are, they are, and they're that's beautiful. what I got in it in Atlanta. I got my orange one in Atlanta. That made me happy to where I didn't have feel like I needed the the old school black black stripe vanishing point. But I totally i i I had to text uh, Dudek about this because he he uh, is into these uh, even deeper than I am. And uh, I don't know. He he thought about it. it. It was a good price, and it was uh, it it was interesting. But uh, this one, eleven hundred dollar one, um, there's uh, no chance. Yeah. So whilst we're talking about vanishing points, I was going to mention this later on, but I'll mention it now. Um, 
Jeff sent over the ink to me that I bought in Atlanta, and he mm-hmm. included in the package a 1990s version of the Vanishing Point. Yeah, so you got the green mm-hmm. and chrome. It's faceted, right? Yep. The green faceted model. That's the best design they've ever done for a Vanishing Point, I think. Um, it's very different. It's generally looks the same as the modern ones, but it's much lighter. It's a touch thinner and the clip is more integrated yes. into the barrel. It's it's the best design. Uh, obviously, they've been making them for over 50 years now. This is the best design uh, that they that they did. And I wish they would go back to it, honestly. Do you know why I wish they would go back mm. to it? Because I can well, use it. Yeah. Because the clip, the way that the clip is, it's it's way it has a way lower profile. Um, yes. And it's much, much easier to hold. And I have been using it very happily over the last couple okay, of days. Um, so I'm very pleased that this, you know, that I can use this, but I wish they would go back to this as well, because this is a design style that I actually just think is more comfortable. And, and I can't a hundred percent understand why they decided to make the clip protrude as much as they did. Uh, yeah. but this, I have, I, I threw the cartridge in it that I have in, uh, the, in my M90, uh, the mm-hmm. little purple Namiki cartridges, and I'm very, very happy uh, with with it. And so I'm very pleased that Jeff sent it to me. And I believe he sent this to me, if I remember correctly, because I gave him my... Yeah, I did. I sent him my original Vanishing Point that I bought way back in the day on the show, like my first big fountain pen purchase. Oh, gotcha. Because I never used it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he liked it, so I sent it to him. So he sent this one to me. Cool. And I, I really, really like this pen a lot. I'd love for Pilot to sneak it in one year as a limited edition, just like they redid the M90 um, about, gosh, it's about five years ago. So I would like to see some kind of vanishing point anniversary with this integrated clip model back in back in play. That would be no cool. No doubt about it. Um, what is going on with the Render K? They are refreshing everything. They, we've known they've been doing this for a while. Keras Customs uh, has been working on this for a while, relaunching the Render K um, in conjunction with the Fountain K. So when they, the original Render K fit Pilot High Tech Cs, and they had some modifications to fit the G2, Pilot G2 refills. And I, it's still one of the pens I use the most. My High Tech C refill lives in it. Well, then they decided to make a fountain pen based on the general design of the render K, but they, the parts didn't match up, which was fine. I mean, they just made it look like it built it around a fountain pen nib and converter and sec grip section. And they've been working behind the scenes for the second version of the render K to integrate with the fountain pen model, the fountain K. Um, and they've finished it. They've they've got all the integration done. You can actually buy a Render K barrel now with a section for a High Tech C or a G2 refill, depending on the style that you like. And you can just add in a section for the fountain pen and it'll fit right in your barrel, which I think is really cool what they did. Yeah. So it's basic. And also they have like conversion kits as well mm-hmm. that you can buy uh, for your existing ones. I think this is a great way of moving their product line forward. Yeah. Like, consolidating the pen barrels into one type mm-hmm. makes so much mm-hmm. sense considering that aesthetically they were that way. Um, this is like a, a sign of the maturity of Karas Customs as a pen manufacturer now. 
that they're yeah, thinking completely. about it from this way. It's exactly the type of thing that you're currently going through at Knock. Yes. Right? Yes. Like consolidating the product lines and working out how to push them forward by being smarter about your manufacturing choices. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it helps them refine their manufacturing. It helps them come out with a cool new product. So it's like doubly beneficial. And then it benefits us as the consumers to get something pretty cool too. I mean, this is, this is really neat. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of their pens, obviously. And then what they did here was, was really cool. Just like when you, uh, when you bought your inks, you bought two of them. So you can have one fountain, one roller ball. Well, now you can just buy like one barrel and switch the sections around. I think that's pretty neat. Oh, and then, did, oh, did you see the, uh, the end of this newsletter, Mike? I did. Yeah. So this is the exciting part to me because I have a lot of the aluminum barrels. Um, they're offering up the Del, basically Delrin and Micarta as barrel options just for barrels. So you can, these are like a barrel add-on. You can't buy a full pin. I think the way I read it, you can't buy the full pin with this barrel, but you buy the barrel as an add-on to your already your, your grip section for the the render K or the fountain K. So it and, makes um, my Delrin render K only slightly special now because mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons that mine is special is the whole thing is made of Delrin. Yes. And, and I think the problem is the tolerances are too low. So they, you know, they wanted to make sure or too high, whatever one means it's hard to do. Uh, and uh, so it means that I guess that they're not doing the grip sections for that reason. Maybe we should have Dan explain this to us at some point. Yes. So I'm talking to Dan. I'm going to uh, work on getting some samples and we'll get Dan back on to talk about all this new stuff. So they're going to launch later this month. So we'll probably have him on in June sometime to to talk about this because this, this is a big change for them in a very, very positive way, very positive direction. So um, I, I I love seeing this. This was this was an exciting, uh, exciting little newsletter. Tiff, do you own any Cast Customs pens? I do. Oh, I have one. <laughs> I got one at the pen show. I feel like I have one of everything. Like I'm slowly getting nice. one of everything. That's like my goal. And then I'm going to focus on the ones that I like the best and get more of those. <laughs> <laughs> one of us. You're totally one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about buying more pens. There's a place that you should buy more pens and that's the Pen Chalet because they have an amazing catalog of stuff from all of your favorite brands. Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Kaveco, and many, many more. They have fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, rollerballs. They have everything that you're looking for, all the accessories that you're going to need. They have great customer service. They do great discounts as well. They always have closeout specials every two weeks and discounts twice a month. So you can always just go back to Pen Chalet and see if that pen that you've had your eye on is now uh, at a great discount. They also do great customer service and they believe in it they they have a a satisfaction guarantee if you're not happy you let them know and they'll sort it out for you panchalet have free shipping on the orders of over 50 dollars in the united states they also ship and sell internationally as well and they have great shipping rates and you you know in some instances you can also take advantage of a conversion rate which might work in your favor depending on where you are in the world as well go to panchalet.com and you want to click the podcast link at the top of the website enter the password pen addict and you'll be able to get the 10% 10% coupon code, which you can use on anything at Pen Chalet. And also, you will find there some special offers, including this week's very special offer. You can get yourself 45% off the Lamy Filofax gift sets. I didn't even know these existed, but they're real cool. They have uh, their Safari versions and AL Star versions, and they have uh, matching colors between them in some instances, which is kind of nice. So you can pick yourself up a Filofax and Lamy 
gift set, which is awesome. I used to be big into Filofax when I was a kid. It was one of my first, like, big pen and stationery related things. I loved Filofaxes, mm-hmm. and they are really cool. And if you want to keep that sort of stuff written down, Filofax is a great option. They're really expandable. And then you can get one with a lovely Lamy to go alongside it as well from the Pen Chalet. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Yes, so this gift set's pretty cool. You can get mm-hmm. the you're basically getting the the Filofax for free. But yeah. it's it's like cheaper than the price of the Lamy Safari itself, and you get the Filofax notebook with it, and uh yep. that's pretty cool. One of the other pens he had in there, um uh, Ron did was the and I was looking at this yesterday is why I'm bringing it up is the Delta Dolce Vita skeleton uh, <laughs> this is a crazy pen I mean it's like way too expensive and it's really not that good looking but it's just kind of cool um, this is a weirdo it's like they designed it pretty much like a rib section <laughs> which is yeah. a little bit you know in the skeleton in the skeleton uh, skeleton related um it's kind of cool and kind of scary at the same time. I don't know what to think about this pen. Um, but yeah, that's something to look at. I've been looking at Deltas ever since uh, uh, our friend Joe uh, made his made his blog post about his, uh, his three favorite pens. And we're going to talk about that later in the show. But uh, this is one that I had been looking at that I will not own. But it's kind of interesting in a creepy kind of way. <laughs> I don't know what to think about it. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's a little much. A little much. But yeah, um, thanks, Ron. Thanks, Pen Chalet. And uh, we'll, we'll have some uh, some fun Pen Chalet giveaways here at the end of the show to wrap up our Kickstarter project. So You bet. Still a lot to get to on this show. Including my mailbag. Let's hear it. I've had a crazy mailbag this week, and so I want to go through some of the stuff that I got. My Squire finally arrived from Baron Fig. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's a funny little story about it, I think. So... <laughs> Uh, I was like order number two or something like that for uh-huh. the Squire because we we found out it was it was happening just before it happened, right? Right. Um, and I was able to kind of just go and uh, put the order on before we had the guys in for uh, the show. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that. That was a it was a great episode where we spoke to the Baron Fig guys, and when they basically sent out all their updates and said, "Oh, we've got everything shipped now." And I didn't have any shipment notification. Left it a little bit longer. Nothing. So I sent them an email and they were like, oh, something kind of got screwed up. Uh, We'll get one sent out to you. Like, sorry for the hassle. And they sent me a tracking number and stuff. And then it arrived and I got the notebooks um, and the pen. And I realized my pen was not in the fancy box. It was in a different box. It was in just a regular box. I reckon... (laughs) They screwed something up and didn't have any of the Kickstarter models left. And I have a production model, is the assumption that I've made. I'm not complaining. I just think it's funny. Um, like it was just this like whole weird thing, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I am yeah. a little bit bummed that I didn't get that fancy kind of pen stand box. Mine was yeah. just like a, a box that you open up and the pen's just laying inside. Gotcha. Um, but I want to talk about the pen though, because I think it's fantastic. I really, really like this pen a lot. Um, I love that they have the uh, Retro 51 style, the Schmidt uh, refill in there. I think that's fantastic. Um, The texture on the aluminium is unlike a texture I felt um, on an aluminium pen before. Um, It almost has like a kind of soft, grippy touch to it. Yeah, it's kind of satiny. 
Yes, that's a, a good little, way of describing it. Yeah, that's kind of what I I don't know what the real name of that finish is, but that's that's what I generally use for that type of finish. It's like it's not matte, it's not smooth, it's kind of in between. It's 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 satiny. Yeah, and I really like that. It's very different. The size of the pen is interesting as well. It's not like a large full size kind of pen. Um, it's not as big as the retros. Uh, well, it kind of is a kind of around that sort of size. Uh, but it's thinner as well. Um, it's quite quite a nice profile to it. It's weighted real well. I like that it's got a slight kind of teardrop shape as you get to the grip. Um, and I found the mechanism to be very interesting and pretty much flawless. It's a, a an interesting twist mechanism. Um, there are times where you can feel the mechanism moving, if that makes sense. Like you can feel that there's it's kind of gripping on something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I found it to be very good, and I will echo that I really wish they went with just one logo on the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, the sword logo would have been way cooler, or just yeah. the Baron Fig one. But yeah, yeah, I've got to say, love this pen. Really recommend it. Yeah, this pen's a, a winner in my book. Uh, they they did a really really good job mm-hmm. with this, and honestly, I wasn't sure how it was going to come out. We never none of us did until we got it into our hands, and they pretty much nailed it. They did a good job on this pen. I had faith they would do something good. I didn't think it would be this good for that first pen. Did you get in on this one, uh, Tiff? I know you're a, you're a Kickstarter pen junkie too. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, my Kickstarter pen days are over. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm staying away from that with like the longest pole that you can find. <laughs> but these guys, no. they're local to you. They're they're based out in New York. Yeah, Baron Fig. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stuff now that you as yeah. you guys are talking about it. Yeah, they've they've kind of um, they've really kind of exploded onto the scene uh, in the last couple of years. Um, they're very prolific. They do lots and lots of stuff, but the stuff that they do is good quality. I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't use it that much because it's not very fountain pen friendly paper. But um, like the small notebooks that they do, um, mm-hmm. I think are pretty cool. They just did one called Explorer. That's probably their best looking one they've done yet. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to buy it just because I don't need more notebooks that I'm not going to use. But um, it looks cool. They do a good job of designing them. Yeah, they do. They do. They do good stuff. Yeah, so I really like that pen. Um, mm-hmm. I like it a lot, but it was funny how it came to me. Uh, I mentioned that I had the inks come through. Um, so I have my bottle of Ackerman 28. Um, mm-hmm. I was inking some stuff up yesterday. I'll put a link in the show notes to an Instagram photo of uh, a slight explosion that occurred. <laughs> um, but I wanted to mention, because we've mentioned Ackerman a bunch, but we, I don't think we've ever spoken about this. They have a really unique system for how the bottles work, um, for how to fill. So the the Ackerman bottles, they're like they have like a big reservoir at the bottom, and then they have a really long neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside the neck is a ball. So what you do is with the when it's when the cap is screwed on, you turn the ink bottle upside down, turn it back around again. The ball blocks the hole, and then you have ink in the neck. So it's always possible to get to the very bottom of the bottle. And I think it's just a genius filling system. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, not only are their inks great and everyone loves the ink, they're actually famous for the bottle. Um, I assume that this bottle is patented to the hilt because why would more people not do this? Yeah, I'm not sure about the patent, but what they did, what you and I have missed out on before we got into these Ackerman inks is they even made a larger size bottle. Um, I think a 150 milliliter bottle. I think these are 50. Um, So you can imagine a triple size of what you currently have with the same shape and design and same filling system um 
when I work for Van S at pen shows, we keep an empty bottle full of water there so we can show people and they usually go, oh, okay, I need one of those. <laughs> it's a great selling point. I love, uh, they're really, really cool. And uh, I mean, yeah, they, they wouldn't be as cool uh, as if the inks uh, weren't any good, but the inks are fortunately awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So you just get the the cool bottle on top of that. I mean, you can't really beat it. Yeah, I'm big fan, big fan yep. of that. I think it's awesome. And also that green is amazing. Good. I'm glad you went with that one. That's uh, one of my favorite inks easily. Yep. So I picked that up from Venice. Uh, they, they sell it online. I'm sure they yes. do. Yes. Ackerman number 28. I'll put a link in the show notes so people yep. can can go and find that if they so desire. Uh, that isn't the only thing that I've had, though, this wow. morning. My uh, tornado, retro tornado uh, surfing showed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it from the Pen Shed in the UK, as uh-huh. I mentioned before. I love that we have Pen Chalet and Pen Shed. <laughs> I love, the Pen Shed cracks me up. That's that an is, amazing name. It's not it lost so- on me. Oh, they are the so official good. Retro 51 dealer in the UK. Yeah. Um, mine showed up today. <laughs> you know they're numbered, right? Yes. I have number two. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know how or why number two was sent to the pen shed, right? Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why out of everywhere <laughs> they got the number two, but now I have it. So they, thank they you, must, everybody. They must have known one of those was going to you and then that the pen shed would get hook you up. I kind of, in my heart of hearts, hope that's what happened. Because Retro <laughs> 51 knew that I was going to be ordered. Because they told me to order yes. through Penshed. Yes. So if they did, thank you, Retro 51. <laughs> uh, I love this one. This has gone right to the top of my list. This is beautiful. Uh, it's like an acrylic plastic, I guess, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It just looks like a surfboard. It has little ridges in it where the, the extra colors are. Um, and it has a blue cap right on the end. Would you call that a finial? Yes. Yeah. Um, I love this model. I'm using it today. So if you want to know what I'm using today, that's what I'm using today to, to write my show notes with. Yeah. So this is, I mean, they come out with so many editions and, you know, we, we all buy several of them. This one is the first like Insta buy that I've had in a, in a while, um, just because the vintage surf is still my favorite one and it's still my most used one so any uh any other surf related to uh to pair up with my vintage surf that was a easy easy purchase for me so i haven't even used it yet it's sitting on my desk i've got so much stuff to to go through so now we have the vintage surfboard uh and now the new one too yep which is kind of cool um the atlanta pen show i think completely reinvigorated my love of pens like, nice. I, my table here, my desk here, is just covered in pens right now. <laughs> um, I'm using more stuff. I'm rotating things out. I'm using different pens every day to take my show notes and stuff with. Uh, I'm feeling happy right now with everything. And I still haven't completely unpacked from Atlanta. Oh, wow. There's still Slacker. a lot of stuff just sitting in the case. Um, like the my big kind of folder. Mm-hmm. I brought so much stuff. That I now feel like somehow I don't have all the I don't have enough space to put it all back, and I don't really know what happened. <laughs> it must just be all the stuff that I bought in Atlanta has now pushed everything else away. But yeah, I am. Uh, so thank you, everybody, Atlanta, because you you've done something to me. Because now I've just got pens all over my desk, and I'm trying. I'm playing around with more stuff again, and I'm feeling real great. So because I know I was kind of going into a bit of a funk um, leading up to Atlanta, like I don't want to buy anything, I don't use anything. Well, now I yeah. don't feel like that anymore. I'm buying everything. That definitely happens to me. <laughs> By all the things. 
I, I definitely go in cycles like that um, where it's I'm definitely in an all or nothing kind of thing. And what I've found from Atlanta and Chicago right after is being so involved into all these fountain pens has actually made me want to use different things besides fountain pens because I've been using them so much. So I'm, you know, back into the exploring the gel and the pencils and all kinds of different things like that. So, yeah, I, I agree, but for a, a, a different reason. All right. So, Tiff, it's your time. So you just came back from, from the Atlanta pen show as we did a few weeks ago. Uh, yep. This was your first pen show. Yeah, yeah. And I think I pretty much reacted the way that you said that you reacted at your first pen show. That you just kind of went <laughs> berserk running around buying all the pens. Uh-huh. Yeah, I pretty much did that. <laughs> I feel now that this is just the correct way to act at your first pen show. I think you're just going to get it all out of your system. Like a pen buying lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good with that in retrospect. Just, you know, come in and, and be a crazy person for your first pen show. Why, why not? Yeah, it's so overwhelming. Like all of a sudden, all the things that you get to look at on the computer, like online, and now you get to try them and write with them and play with this and everyone's showing you their pens and you're like, oh my gosh, I want all these things. There's so many different things. And then you're like, okay, I'll buy them all. There's one, there's one, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> so you now I have this whole arsenal. <laughs> you mentioned about the fact that like your your love of pens has run deep. Like explain this then, because you I think you were kind of teasing that. Well, you had sent me um, the Twisby Eco and um, the Pilot uh, Metro for Christmas this year. And so that kind of started all of this right now. But back in, I guess, well, I was going through all my stuff. I started to dig out all the things that I had in the past. And I'm thinking it was like middle school, early high school based on the friends names I have written in all of these books. I had a calligraphy set from Schaefer. Mm. And so I had a whole bunch, I had two fountain pens with um, all the interchangeable nibs and the cartridges and um, pots of ink. And I even had one of those sets that kind of looks like, um, I don't know, like Ben Franklin-y, like (laughs) it has the uh, nib holder and like the little ink pot. And the, um, I had a whole bunch of those, um, the wax ceiling stamps and, you know, all those stationary sets. I had all that stuff because I thought I was going to be a writer. So I I just had all this stuff, right? And I would <laughs> always play with it and trying to have beautiful calligraphy handwriting. But I just thought I was just, I don't know, like a one-off person that was kind of interested in this world, I guess you would say. And, yep. you know, you you play with that when I was a teenager and it was fun and it was kind of like a little art experiment, I guess. And then it kind of faded away. And I, I uh, hand addressed all my wedding invitations. And every time I'd send um, thank you notes to people, I'd always like wax seal it and do all that kind of dorky stuff. But <laughs> which I thought was like, so dorky, right? <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I'm just I'm the only I never got letters with all that stuff involved with it. And but I always would send letters with all that. And now like, when you were saying, oh, a pen podcast, I was like, yeah, all right. Like, you know, this pen podcast. I didn't listen for the longest time. And because I was just into other things, you know, as you get older. And then we started talking about it. And when you sent me those pens, and then I really started listening. And it just, it just reinvigorated everything. It was like, wow, there's like a whole bunch of people out there 
that have all this stuff. And there's companies that are making brand new pens and there's like vintage pens and there's this and there's that. And it's not just, you know, weird little box sets in very expensive stationery stores that, you know, you buy and you play around with and, you know, they're kind of like a, a mockery of real pens, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, like the like show pizzas, like, oh, look at this fake antique. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, it's always been there, but it's always been one of those things. It's like, oh, I just thought I liked this stuff. I yeah. didn't know it was um, a thing that a whole bunch of people were really into. And it's like, I found my people all well, of a sudden. This it's was like, like oh my exactly goodness. what happened to me and why the show exists, right? It was like, I had this like long interest in these things from when I was a kid. And then I found Brad. <laughs> <laughs> my life changed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what happened. Yeah, I'm sitting here grinning from ear to ear because the story that you tell about it, it takes a different kind of person to go into the store, you know, a decade or more ago and come out with like one of the calligraphy type sets, right? You know, okay, you're into writing a little bit. You know, you like certain things about the writing or the artistic part of it. Um, and you can find these calligraphy sets, you know, in some random office supply store and come home with it and play with it. And it's pretty cool. And, but you kind of keep that hidden to yourself, right? You know, none of your friends are, are into that, or you're not really showing this off to anyone, but you went out there and bought it. And there's so many other people that did that too. Like I've done that, you know, back when you can't, you know, before the the Mm -hmm. age we're in now where we can find all this stuff, we all did it like in our own little secret way. And we all have that same little story about going to buy that calligraphy set. It's the exact same thing. Um, and I'm just sitting here grinning because there's so many people that have gone through these steps. And then all of a sudden they're here now and their eyes have been opened a little bit. And they're like, number one, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? I think that's why it was so easy to buy so much stuff at the pen show, because it's like I've been waiting years to have this happen to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's like I <laughs> <laughs> I have all of this um accumulated stuff that it's not even it's not high end, it's not special. It's just, you know, like I would find like little things here and there and bring them home and like them and but it's like all of a sudden this feels so right. Like the barrier to entry was so low because I was I was primed and ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's yep. just it's wonderful and it's such an easy thing to fall in love with you know they're small they're compact they're useful like that's why it's, pens are just it's so great you could change the ink like there's so much variety you know variety and it's it's just delightful it has just been making me so incredibly happy and fulfilled i can just sit here and write you know the letter w twelve thousand times in a notebook and <laughs> be completely satisfied <laughs> oh man that's exactly right so I think one of the one of the first things that we talked about when I first realized that uh, you were into pens um, was kind of funny. Um, I think we were in the in the relay Slack room, and you had mentioned you got this fountain pen, and you were talking to Mike about it and like how to fill it and what do you need to use. And then Mike and I kind of had a light bulb moment and said, "Wait a second, which pen is this? That are you talking about?" And you go. It's one I got from Kickstarter, and we both kind of went, "Oh no!" <laughs> we both we both knew without knowing what pen you bought, and you bought the Visionaire, didn't you? I did. It was one of those, like I said, you find these one-off things, and you're like, "Oh, I had these, you know, crappy Schaefer fountain pen, you know, like from the box set 
kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should get something. You know, this is years ago too, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm all over Kickstarter. That was like when Kickstarter was awesome and you just kept buying a thousand things from them. I'm still waiting for my <laughs> uh, animal stackers, which were like six years ago. But, um, yeah, like I just I was like, oh, this is this looks cool. You watch the little video. It's all intriguing. I didn't know what I was looking at. And I was like, maybe I should get a really nice fountain pen and try this out. So that's why I went for it. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Oh, <laughs> kind of the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same experience that everyone had. And Mike, Mike was such a Mike's a team player. He took one for the team and he ordered one. So I didn't have to. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much everyone's had the same experience. But Man, that that guy got everybody. Man, he marketed the heck out of it. It was like it was. I have a little handwritten beautiful. thank you note, actually. Oh, he did a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful sense. job selling yeah. this pen, and um, yeah. But uh, that's how we first. That's how we finally kind of first realized, or at least I first realized that okay, Tiffany's into fountain pens a little bit. You know that someone would buy the Visionaire on Kickstarter. That's actually pretty cool in the in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. And now I tried you know, <laughs> that 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 little hook is 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 set, and now we can kind of say, okay, now here's the real stuff you need to look at. And uh, well, this is have, exactly what I did as soon as I yeah. saw that Tiff owned the Visionaire. That was why I I sent her the fountain pen care package of the Yoko and the Metropolitan. It's like, no, use <laughs> this these. This will make this right. <laughs> <laughs> these are two really great pens. You're going to like these ones instead. Yeah, so now we're shopping for Nakayas, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, let's go back a moment to, to see how this has happened, because Tiff, you have, an, and I made this joke about a hundred times at the pen show, uh, you have taken the <laughs> quickest acceleration from Visionaire to buying a Sean Newton pen that I think anybody could have ever <laughs> taken. Well, I like what I like. And, uh, I know. around. <laughs> but so at the Atlanta Pen Show, one of your purchases was a, a Newton pen, which was yes. beautiful. It's beautiful. And it yeah. was the, the kind of the material was like a Tiffany pattern, right? Like I think it was one of the reasons it sold you on it. Yeah, it's a Tiffany Kaysen, which is kind of like a... Um, a vintage plastic made out of made from like milk really you know it's very um it's yeah and the pattern it's a pattern uh tiffany stained glass pattern i don't know i just fell in love with it so it felt like the right one so i bought it (laughs) well it's a stunner i i know you showed it to me and i i had seen that pen before and i was like oh that's just such a good looking pen i i I love the way that material looks in any in any pen um and i've seen a few and i've seen i've seen like a few rods of that before they've gotten made into pens and and yours turned out wonderfully he, have you been using it like constantly is that like one i've of been the using pens? it a lot i've definitely yeah. been using it a lot i'm trying to find the right ink for it you know what i mean you, you know exactly what i mean i'm way yes. um i've tried like three different inks in it now and man that button filler is crazy i have turned my hands many different colors <laughs> thanks button filler <laughs> but other than that like it's just it's beautiful because i'm trying to like keep it because he said don't get the case in wet so i it's very tricky i'm i'm still very delicate with it but oh wow how do you clean it i i'm still really confused honestly on how to clean it um it's very i don't know it's yeah you you prime it a little bit with some water, then you squirt it out, then you fill it again. I've managed to fill it twice, so um, but it's been a disaster both times. But uh, <laughs> I'm still looking for like the right ink for it, but I have been using it a lot because it's just so lovely and yeah. the balance of it's beautiful. I just I just love it. It's more I feel like this pen that that 
the Sean Newton pen is more of like a work of art. You know, it just looks beautiful on my desk. And it's also, it writes gorgeous. So so I found a I picture it. of the pen that I'm going to put in the show notes from Sean's Instagram, which also tells the part of an interesting little story about this pen, um, which we found out after you purchased it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we were accosted. <laughs> by, by Thomas Hall, naturally. Uh, basically, Sean had made this pen and sold it but loved it so much, he brought it back. Like, he bought it back from this person mm-hmm. and then had it at the Atlanta show and then sold it to you. He did. <laughs> he did. Oh, wow. That's, I didn't realize that. That's quite the story. Yeah, there's a, the, the Instagram photo that I'm going to put in the show notes is of basically Sean took the picture when he was so happy that he got the pen back. <laughs> mm-hmm. i've seen that one too yep so that's that's like a really interesting story in it and and then we kind of said to him like are you sure about this he's like yeah but you can have it it's yours and it that's- is an absolute stunner my favorite part of this pen is the like the the purple i think it was it called something web purple web yeah the purple web uh, i think it's celluloid yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is just stunning. So <laughs> you bought that, and what else did you buy at the pen show? Oh, um, what didn't I buy at the yeah. pen show? <laughs> really should be the, the question. Yeah, that's the here. way to do it. Oh, you got a Franklin Christoph of a music nib, right? I did. I got. I got that. I got a Keras Customs. I got um, a Parker Forty One, which Brad helped me purchase mm-hmm. from um, uh, the uh, the lovely and. Um, Oh, come on. The lovely and talented Susan Worth. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. I, that pen, I've actually fallen in love with that pen. I almost bought that pen for me in Chicago. I just didn't get around oh, to doing yeah, it. Oh, yeah, the debutante one? Yeah, because it's such a one. cool color. That like uh, that blue color with the um, and the way the cap's designed is yeah, really, the really good the, looking. And the, yeah, the cream color. It's so yeah. pretty. It's yep. so pretty. It writes really nice, too. And, um, you know, she's replaced the... Uh, bladder fill system so it's cool. it fills and writes wonderful and then i also it got called a, the debutante mm-hmm. debutante yeah parker Ooh, 41 i like that they I come in different colors but i have the teal one i've actually found a picture of the exact one that you have which yeah. is great like it's like the teal with the white cap and the kind of gold mm-hmm. yeah that's it yeah it's beautiful it is beautiful yeah. so you've got a vintage pen a newton pen a franklin Christoph. <laughs> Yeah, I got another vintage uh, 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 Waterman uh, flex nib pen. Mm-hmm. Man, I got so much stuff. <laughs> we should have given Tiff the scavenger hunt. That would have been like the, the pen addict scavenger hunt. <laughs> buy a modern pen, buy a custom pen, buy a vintage pen. <laughs> I did all those things. You did them all. You checked all the boxes. I did. I even got a retro 51 too. So Well, you have to. That's That's a given. So what are you doing with these? Right now, I'm just like writing, filling up notebooks with uh, like writing the same word over and over and over again, trying to make it look perfect Um, or just doing little doodles. And I just feel like I'm writing all the time, but it's nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'll write out song lyrics or I'll make lists that are actually useful for something I need to do. But um, yeah, I just I'm constantly using them because I just really like the way they feel. And I hope to do some uh, like lettering artwork with them and various things that I've seen on Pinterest and other people that I very much admire their the things that they write with them. But I'm working up to that because I'm still practicing. Yeah, but, I've uh, put in the show notes a couple of 
uh, pictures that you tweeted. One was an Instagram photo, one was on Twitter, like of you just playing around with the pens. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I think, I mean, that's exactly what, I mean, I said, like, I've been using stuff. That's what I've been doing. Like, I just filled up a, a whole page of a notebook yesterday of just little scribbles and words with the new stuff that I've been receiving. And every now and then, when I pick up my Sky at Night pen, <laughs> oh that pen mike yep. i love that because it sits oh, on my desk always pen. in its little stand and i <laughs> just pick it up because it's so impractical to write anything with right the music nibbish just makes it impossible so i just sit and just draw little boxes and write little words and i'm just finding again like you are like just an enjoyment in just using the stuff again which is just awesome it's, I have notebooks filled with garbage. Like it just looks like <laughs> scribbly garbage and some of it looks cool and I'll take a picture of it for Instagram, but mm-hmm. most of it's garbage, <laughs> but it's, it's all about the practice, right? So when yeah, I go to a pen show okay. and I sit down and I'm like, oh yeah, let me test your pen. And then I look mm-hmm. at beautiful flourished handwriting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's just me. I'm just that talented. <laughs> I didn't practice for 12 weeks straight writing one letter. This just <laughs> flows from my hands. I can't even help it. <laughs> the talent just oozes from my pores. <laughs> so uh, you expect to return to the Atlanta pen show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It will certainly be a yearly pilgrimage. I yeah. had such a great time. I met so many amazing people and learned so much. It just it was just a great, amazing weekend away surrounded by things that pretty much only I like in my current life circle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yep. yeah, it was great. I went on a road trip with a friend of mine uh, this weekend and I talked her ear off about pens and I'm pretty sure she was like, <laughs> okay, it's great. Wow. Super interesting. <laughs> I'm going to drop you off here, right? Make your own way back. Was, well, I was the one driving, so she was stuck with me. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a, a little topic that came up um, from Joe Crace about top three pen brands. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because it's an interesting kind of thought experiment to go through. But before we do that, let me thank Harry's for sponsoring this week's episode. It's time to stop compromising on your shave and get started with Harry's. If for some reason you have yet to make that switch over to Harry's razors, I know that you're going to be paying too much for a comfortable shave or you've settled for a lower quality razor. Don't do that to your skin. Get Harry's. Get a good shave at a good price. It's simple. You can get the best of both. Harry's make their own blades, and that's how they can guarantee this. They can make sure that they have great quality German-engineered five-blade cartridges that are going to give you a close, comfortable shave because they make them. And because they make them, they can keep the cost down. And on average, an everyday shaver saves over $150 a year when they use Harry's. Over 1 million people have switched to Harry's, and you should be one of them. You won't need to be wrestling to get blades from behind plexiglass cases anymore. You'll be able to order online and be at the checkout within 30 seconds, and they'll be shipped to your door for free. Harry's have a set called the Truman. It's just $15, and you're going to get yourself a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. It's time to stop overpaying for a great shave. Go to harrys.com right now. You'll get $5 off when you use the coupon code PENADDICT with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com, coupon code PENADDICT to check out. You'll get a special $5 off. You're going to end up with products that look great, feel great, smell great. Thank you so much to Harry's for supporting this show and Relay FM. All right, so uh, I saw this link in your uh, newsletter, Brad. Mm-hmm. 
as I do every week, and I will uh, once again thoroughly recommend that people go and sign up and become a Penatic member at penatic.com slash members, because Brad does one of my, if not favorite, one of my kind of top two favorite email newsletters. It's actually an email I look forward to receiving, which is very <laughs> rare in my life. Well, thank um, you. So you should go and read that. And uh, one of the things that I found was in in the newsletter was from our friend Joe Crace at the Gentleman Stationer. And Joe uh, wrote a post about his three favorite pen brands. And this isn't something that we talk about. We talk about our favorite pens, right? Quite a lot. Um, and we have what our new favorites are and our top five pens. But brands is a different thing because, you know, this kind of requires that you know a little bit more about the company or have a lot more than just the one pen. So I want to start because I think mine are the least exciting. Uh, <laughs> I have my three and I kind of have a runner up. We have Tiff on the show. Tiff hosts top four. So I've gone for four, right? <laughs> that's that's right. how it works. That, gonna, that's how gonna, it works. You're going to cheat just like... Uh... Marco. Yeah. Yep. I'm taking the, I'm taking a page out of Marco's book and just refusing to pick the amount that even I set for myself. <laughs> I chose to do this topic. I chose to pick three, but I'm picking four. So the first one for me is an is an obvious, which is Retro fifty one. I think as a brand, I think that nobody even comes close to what they're able to do at the price point that they give. Um their pens are very affordable. They work fantastically and they look incredible and they have loads of different styles. I can't think of any pen company that hits those three things. You know, like for all of the reasons that we love field notes, I think Retro 51 fits right in with them. They're like, for me, they go side by side. It's a great product at a fair price and they have loads of interesting additions so you can create your own little collection or just buy the ones that speak to you. Um, and Retro 51 continues to be a pen that I am able to give to anyone and they're going to enjoy it. Like uh, on the bagel episode of Top 4, <laughs> uh, you hand Marco a pen at the beginning and I mm -hmm. know it was a Retro 51 because of how I reacted to it. Right? Yeah, which right? I've had for years. I had that so long and then I found it again and uh, actually got a refill that wasn't dried out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're they're great. But yeah, Marco was even like, oh, yeah, I guess if I wrote anything <laughs> with it, I, if I actually wrote things down. I might enjoy this maybe. <laughs> but I was like, oh, you're the worst. How could you not appreciate this? It's just a superb pen through and through. Uh, my next company is Rotring because I have a, you know, I have a love for mechanical pencils. I haven't been using them as much recently because I've been using all my new fountain pens. Um, but I just think from a design perspective and from a quality perspective, it's it's hard to beat Rotring. They, they, their stuff is incredible and their mechanical pencils are just so good. They are just so good. I love them. The best. And then my next one was a little... My third pick was a little bit more difficult um, because I only have one Sailor pen, but that's who I've picked as my third. Um, and it's purely because my Pro Gear is so good like that that sailor pro gear is so incredible uh that i just and every other pen that i've used i only own one sailor but every other pen that i've used just confirms why they are so amazing right all of their stuff looks so good um they do crazy things like king of pen right yeah. um and i love the colors that they do they do interesting special editions like that pink one that you have um yeah i, I think sailor are just a 
clear choice. Like the, the materials that they use are great. Their nibs are fantastic, and the quality that you can get, at the price point that they offer, um, is amazing. Like they're like two hundred dollars or whatever, but they are way better than other two hundred dollar pens. Like just yeah. flat out. Um, so Sailor is my my third pick. My runner up is Pilot. Um, just because some of the some of the stuff that I have from them is fantastic, but it's all the older stuff. Uh, I don't really feel like, for me anyway, that they do as much anymore that I love, you know? But, you know, I look at the M90 and now this new vanishing point, and it's like, how, you know, how can I not pick them? But they, I think, for me anyway, their vintage lines are way better than the current. Yeah. Uh, if we were doing a just a vintage vintage pen, Pilot's vintage, Pilot's old stuff is amazing. Like, it's, yeah, they they had... And have still, but really it shined their sense of style, um, just unparalleled. And uh, just say, look, I know that it's it's a shame when you're just going back to your old stuff and reissuing it, right? Because you're mm. not really giving yourself room to grow. But they should just reissue everything they've ever made forever, <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, we'll I'd, all be happy. I'd be okay with that, as you'll as you'll see when we get to my list. All right, Tiff, um, what do you think? Well, I had trouble with this topic because I have one of everything, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only ones I I have multiple of are Pilot and it's hit or miss, you know, like uh, I really like the Metropolitan, but I really don't like the um, Pereira. I think that's the other one I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't like that one. I got it because I thought I would like it. I don't. Um, So I, I just I had really I had a. I don't know. I guess I was trying to think of, all right, of the ones that I do have, the one-offs of pretty much everything, which would I want more of? And that was also a tricky question because I really liked the Waterman uh, flex nib that I got, the vintage Waterman that I got at the pen show. And I love flex nibs, but I don't really care for the way uh, the Waterman styling is. And I don't know anything about their modern line. So I couldn't really pick that one. I really love the aesthetics of Parker pens. I love their the arrow clip and just the way a lot of them look and the way that they're styled. But I haven't written with a lot of them to really know besides the uh, Mm -hmm. Parker 41 that I have, which is an older pen also. So I couldn't really pick that. I love my Twisby Eco, but I I think I love it because it's um, a 1.1, it's a 1.1 stub nib. And I think I like 1.1 stub nibs. So Mm. I'm not sure if it's the Twisby, especially because they don't have a lot of variety in their line, it seems like the, a lot of them look similar. I like demonstrator pens, so that's probably why I like that particular one. And I'm also a little dubious about their um, quality because a lot of people say that there's breaks. So I didn't really want to pick that either. Yep. And <laughs> I like my – I have two Lamis now, and I really like them a lot. But again, they just – they write beautiful and smooth, but the, it seems like the only difference between them are color. And I don't feel the need to have all the colors. So couldn't pick them either. <laughs> I struggled with Lamy and Twisby um, to not put them on the list because I've had such great results with them. But there's mm-hmm. just things that both of them do, which is like, I just can't pick you. Like mm-hmm. Twisby seem to have sorted out a lot of their problems, but their problems that they've had in the past is like, I can't, I can't in good faith say that you're one of my favorite brands because I don't know how you're going to go along. And Lamy, it's like, I love my Lamy pens, but they just don't, they just don't set that fire off in me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I have Safaris, I have AL Stars, I have a 2000. 
Um, you should look at getting a 2000, by the way. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, they, they, just don't, they just don't excite me in the way that the others do. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I, I felt about them too. And I have two Twisbees now, and they kind of write the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're not, uh, they're useful. I pick them up. I do want to use them. Um, same with the Lamies. I very much want to use them. Let me see which Lamies I have. Um, I have a Safari, and I have um, the one from um, Father Kyle, which was the... It's the AL Star, I think. Mm. Yes, yeah, yep. that's right. And yeah, so and then I was thinking about Retro 51 too, but again, I don't feel the need to in myself to like collect all the different types. You know, I'll pick like the one or two that I think are very attractive and I love the way they write and I like having them, but I wouldn't pick it as, you know, that's it, the end all be all. And I sure. guess so like, you know, those are all the ones that I had and I have a couple others, uh, but Again, I, I just, I don't know yet. I don't know which one's my brand <laughs> <laughs> to cross joke, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm still, I'm still finding, I'm still going to find, I'm going to, I mean, there's a lot out there still that I haven't bought or used. There's a lot of brands out there that, um, you know, the price points get higher and higher. So I haven't delved into many of them yet, but I haven't found the one that's hooked me completely. I, pens in general have hooked me, so yeah. I'm happy with that. That that satisfies me enough. Aside from Nakaya, are there any brands that maybe you own pens of or that you wanna that you want to dive into more? Like, are there any that are like I want to explore, kind of explore what these pens offer? I feel like I want one of everything. Uh-huh. That's normal. <laughs> Very normal. That's completely and, uh, normal. You know, like I have a Pinterest board of like all the pens that I like. I love the, um, uh, I'm sorry if I pronounce everything wrong, um, Visconti. Yeah. I, I really love the look of a lot of their pens. But again, like you, Mike, their clip bothers me. Good. Like I'm pleased that you weird. feel that way because I feel like I'm slowly becoming the only person that feels like this. No, no. no. I no. look at how beautiful their pens are, and then that clip is just like, oh, it's like a, oh, it's like a spoiler. Like it's just, <laughs> yep. I don't need a wing to keep my pen on the desk. You know what I mean? Like it's so big. Um, so I haven't really. I've written with them at the pen show, and I really like a lot of their styles. I don't have one, and I don't know a ton about them, so I couldn't really pick that um you know the nakayas again like they're beautiful and i can see there's a lot of variation in the nibs and so that's exciting and again like i don't have one so uh, i don't really feel like i can pick that as like this is it this is going to be my brand um so i don't know yeah again sailor too i don't have any sailors although i am aching to find one of those turquoise ones i want that to be my first mm. and i don't think they make them in the united states so mm. gotta find it but <laughs> i didn't even know they had turquoise ones but yeah. it doesn't surprise me that they do oh it's they? like secret i found yeah. it at uh, aesthetic bay <laughs> you're so, every now and then like you say something you're like oh you're further into this than i thought you were like it's just yeah. every 10 minutes there's just another thing it's like oh okay you found that then <laughs> well, my kids at school so i got some time <laughs> that's amazing all right brad what yeah. you got the first two were easy like no thought and and actually number one is easy number one is pilot mm-hmm. um they fit my aesthetic perfectly they fit um 
my style, the way I like to use pins, the different filling systems, the big converters, um, that they do a demonstrator look in almost everything that they do, which I enjoy. But what really always keeps me coming back to pilot is I know for a fact that I'm going to get a spot on nib, no matter if I'm going with a steel nib pen or going with a gold nib pen from pilot. I don't know that I've ever had an issue with them um, from a from a nib standpoint, straight out the box. They're always spot on. So they do a great quality manufacturing, great QC, leaving the factories, and they're great. What's also cool about Pilot is that when you start getting, making that transition from steel nibs and you want to try gold nibs, their price points are wonderful. Like you can get a really good quality Pilot pen with a gold nib in some cases for under a hundred dollars. If you shop around, um, definitely pretty much everything in their gold nib lineup is between a hundred and two hundred dollars. Even like the, the custom heritage nine twelve, which just started becoming available in the U S which is kind of their, their larger size. That's, it's like the, um, the pro gear, the standard pro gear from sailor, that size of pin. It's a really good quality pin, really good value, really good gold nib. And they have lots of different options. Like they have the, um, the Falcon nibs, which gives you a little bit of flex and they have stub nibs and they do a lot of cool things. So I like the variation. I like the quality. I like their fine nib is probably like my number one stock nib to get, um, to fit my writing style. It always writes wonderfully. So I'm a huge fan of pilot also because like I mentioned earlier, I just love the history of the company and the vintage designs that they did. And that plays in a lot to what I'm currently using. Um, you know, knowing that I've, this is the company that made all these cool things before. And I have some of those cool things and now I have some of their modern pens and I don't know, it just kind of all, all uh, kind of goes together. That's my favorite brand. Second is sailor for a lot of the reasons that you discussed, Mike, even though you only have one, they, you can see it in them that they just do cool stuff. Like pilot is generally straightforward. They make all these products. They make really cool colors right out the gate. And then that's kind of what they do. And then every year they'll introduce the new ones. Sailor does that. And then they just double that with all kinds of random stuff that they do. Interesting colors, um, crazy materials, um, great designs. You know, they work with a lot of individual companies like we were talking about Aesthetic Bay or, you know, like I'm a fan of Bung Box and they do custom designs for all these different shops. And that's where you can really get in trouble with their with your wallet, um, trying to find all these different sailors that um, have all these great colors and designs that you can only get at this one store. And um, they, they're just fabulous looking. They have a huge range of nib options, which you'll see this in my list. This is why I like end up going with certain brands. They do a ton of different stock nib options. And then they have a whole lineup of I don't know, specialty nib options where you can get all kinds of crazy things built into the nib. Um, you know, you got to pay for it, of course, but just out of their stock nibs, they do a hard fine nib, which is one of my favorite nibs. And I've been able to pick two of them up because people don't like them. People purchase the hard fine nib, think they're going to like them. They don't like how firm the nib is and how fine it, it writes. Both of my pro gears have hard fine nibs. Hard fine nibs sounds like my idea of hell. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, sounds like the worst. <laughs> it's totally a nail and it's awesome. Um, because it's so smooth, but it's <laughs> nail hard. And both of mine, both of my pro gears have 
a hard find nib, and both of them are secondhand because the people who bought them didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have hard find nibs to sell and you're having a hard time, I'm your guy. It's so, like a yeah. great aftermarket that you have eaten up. <laughs> Send all the wet, sloppy broads my way. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my uh, my orange Pro Gear has a hard find, and then my uh, my Imperial Black has a hard find nib, and both okay. of those I bought used because the people didn't didn't like the hard find, and they wanted to go another route. So after Pilot and Sailor, it got really, really hard for me. I didn't know what I was going to pick for number three, and the reason you brought this this article up was because Joe picked Delta for his third pin. And it didn't so much surprise me as much as made me realize I have never used a Delta pin, maybe other than for a second in, in passing, like at a pin show, it's just never entered my, my brain. Um, they make this really cool orange material that they're kind of known for. I don't know why I don't have it being the fan of orange that I am. I should have a Delta pin and I just never have. Um, I'm going to go see Joe here in, a, in about a month. I'm going to be up uh, up in his his neck of the woods, so I'm going to have to try his deltas out, and, I, and I'll report back. But it was hard for me to pick a third. I didn't know, you know, like Nakaya would be the easy answer. Um, but it felt weird putting that on the list, and I'm not sure why. Um, Edison was a consideration um, just because I really like what, what Brian does and the materials he uses and the, and how he kind of steps out when making filling systems and things like that. But in the end, I went with Franklin Christoph and I think they just kind of have this coolness factor that works for me. I like that they experiment with colors and that they experiment with barrel shapes and designs. I like the fact that I can get extreme nibs like Masayama Needlepoint or a fine cursive italic that you can't get anywhere else. Um, I like the fact that the materials and the style that they design with are easy to eyedropper. You can eyedropper pretty much any of their pens, at least all the ones that I have. Um, they're just a fun brand. I I like they they give me an enjoyment to use when I'm using a Franklin Kush stuff. I'm using the the model 45 that I picked up in Chicago today for my show notes. It's this bright blue pen. It's just fun to use. And that goes, you know, obviously a long way in what pen you're going to reach for on your desk. You know, does it give me enjoyment when I write with it? Well, yeah, I love looking at it. Um, I love using it. Um, I love, you know, playing with different inks and, you know, using the silicone grease to, to eyedropper the pens up and swapping the nibs out between all, all the different ones that I have. I just have fun using the brand and that says a lot, I think. And so that was, uh, that ended up being my number three and I'm actually pretty happy with that choice. It's weird because like, it's obvious, but not, you know, like I, I totally could see why you mm-hmm. was like, I don't, I don't get this. Cause it's like, they're an obvious choice, but they weren't one that would have jumped straight to my head either. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because they're newer. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So when I was I was writing that article or writing that, you know, uh, the newsletter, I, was, I literally, I was like, I want to respond to this. I want to come up with my own top three. One and two were easy. I literally went and stood at my desk, got all my pens out and looked at everything. It's like, what am I going to pick for number three? And it came, it came clear pretty quickly but it wasn't something that i thought of just like sitting down okay this is the easy choice for number three but once i looked at everything and saw the pens that like i have the most fun with it was an easy choice so that's it that's it 
So um, we'll see. You know, number three could be that rotating spot. I think one mm-hmm. and two are pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, number three could be like the 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 rotating spot in and out. But uh, I mean, I always have something Franklin Christoph inked up, and uh, I think that says a lot because I try not to ink up too many pins at once. But, yeah, um, I didn't um, order mine. You know, like one, two, three. But I think mm-hmm. Rotring would maybe be the one that would swap out. Just as mm-hmm. like depending on how much I'm using mechanical pencils or not, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I've found a couple of I've at least got one fountain pen now that I can use about it making a ton of sound when I'm recording. Because that's one of my thing. Like I don't like taking caps on and off, but right. the uh, M90 it it works perfectly fine uncapped. You can just leave it on the desk for a while and pick it up, and it just starts writing again. Um, so I've been using that quite a bit actually, and also yeah. it's, it's nice and small, and it's got a good. Uh, the, uh, I leave it posted, and then the clip stops it from rolling away, so that's doing a good job for me. Cool. Yeah, I think that's good. All right, but we have one last thing we want to get to this week, which we've been promising, and you did promise that it would happen, and so we're doing it on the show, which is announcing the uh, Kickstarter winners that we have. We have a few things to give away. Um, so, Brad, do you want to go through this? Sure. So with um, with our Kickstarter for the Atlanta Pin Show, we always like to do a few extra things for our backers, um, you know, in the form of giveaways. And we did the giveaways, you know, for people who made it to the show and, you know, everyone that backed us, you know, we want them to be involved in it, too. Um, so we have three one hundred dollar pin chalet gift certificates that we're going to give away. We have three of the Joey Feldman prints from the pin addict episode 200 and um the the posters that we we saw there you know signed Mm -hmm. stamped by joey um mike anna and i also signed them so we have three of those to give away and then we have the well-appointed desk uh gift pack that we that anna gave away at the show um she's doing one for all the online uh backers too and I pulled all the winners and actually a lot of these people were at the show too, but didn't win there. <laughs> so, <you>. um, <laughs> so, but you know, everyone, everyone who backed the, the, um, Kickstarter was eligible for these giveaways. So I pulled out the winners and the three pen chalet gift card winners are Caleb Thompson, Ed Dale, and John Martinez. The three print winners are Andrew Baldwin, Michael Healy, and Sarah Reed. And the well-appointed desk set winner is Kyle Sanders, better known as Father Kyle. So <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to all of y'all. I will put this all in the Kickstarter so you don't have to remember this or just some of these may, some people may not even listen to the end of this episode, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they will to, to hear their name. But I'll be putting all this in the Kickstarter this afternoon to send out to everyone so everyone knows who won what and then we will arrange all the delivery and shipping for you. So thanks to everyone who, yes. who backed us. Thank you so much. And this officially draws the Kickstarter to a close, right? Yes. Until next year. Yes. We are we are closing this baby out, and uh, it was awesome. All right. And same for this episode. Tiff, thank you so much for joining us. This will not be your first appearance. Um, we <laughs> will look forward to seeing just how far you get into this. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take very long. It's <laughs> quite frightening. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a I'm on a fast highway here. Yeah, I'll race you to a Nakaya. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to thank everybody who um, taught me everything that I know now in the last month that I've taken and run with. So, thanks for all those awesome people I met at the pen show that taught me all the things that now 
is leading to this horrible habit. Well, horribly wonderful habit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tiff is on Twitter. She is Tiffany Element, right? You're Tiffany Element on Twitter, right? Not just Tiff. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't just get the Tiff. But yeah, you can find me. <laughs> and you host Top Four on Relay FM with Marco Arment. It's a great show. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you've not listened to Top Four, <laughs> you need to fix this. It's just fantastic. So go and listen to that. I'll have a link in the show notes. If you want to find Brad online, he's over at penaddict.com and knock.co. We got some knock news coming. Uh, hopefully in by the end of the month. Yeah, hopefully we'll have it sorted out by then. Excited. Yes, we'll have plenty of, plenty of news on the on the horizon. And we have a bunch of great guests lined up on the show that Brad has been working on. Um, I've heard rumors of a, of, a, of a little invasion going on. We'll talk about that soon. We're going to announce that ahead of time so uh, people can, can get involved and ask, ask questions. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool little thing we're going to do. If you've been following me on Twitter, you've, pro- you've probably seen some of it. So uh, get your questions ready. We'll, uh, we'll announce that next week. Um, and you can also follow Brad on Twitter. He is at Dowdyism and he is Pen Addict on Instagram. Um, I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, uh, everywhere you want to find me. Thanks again to Harry's and Pen Chalet for sponsoring this week's show. Most of all, thank you for listening, as always, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>